has something, uh, you know, sort of approaching the testicle. Gonads. Mm-hmm. If you believe in capital punishment, you can fuck off a banana's tree. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. When you talk that shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek uh, hello, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. I'm Jack, and I am frantically battling to survive a nightmare scenario where grotesque Stygian tentacles are emerging from surveillance cameras, active webcams, and even cell phone cameras. These tentacles have been striking out the nearest person, stripping them of their humanity and turning them into rage-filled doppelgangers apparently bent on extermination. I have literally disarmed a former co-worker with machete and found that whatever satanic force this is does not fully understand the physics of this universe, as by holding his arm down, I am able to prevent his entire body from moving, although it is very difficult to do so. He is snarling a hate-filled religious ideology, hinging around how the very act of observing oneself is a mortal sin, and that our foul world will be cleansed of our ever-increasingly self-directed and filthy species. My other co-workers are bravely wielding mop and broom handles in case the monster attacks again. My mind has started to abandon me because of the abyssal horrors that I've seen tonight. So while I'm using all of my weight to hold this severed arm against the floor, I'm also shrieking as a mantra the only bedrock principle still available to me, which is that I will not die without attempting to protect the people around me. Later, as the sun rises, the light of day seems to confound this new animating force, and the tentacles and their zombie-like agents occupying the b- bodies of our former friends, co-workers, and loved ones retreat. Wait, the, the sun is rising on the spaceship? We're not on a spaceship. In this okay, one. all right, we're not on a spaceship. The survivors of the initial purge band together through the, throughout the city and flee on foot to search for a space free of cameras to spend the night. Eventually, we settle on a large local park. Many people are gathering to pray, but many more are grim and pragmatic, using what little resources and skill they have to attempt to establish a bastion for humanity. I have filled a backpacking gear with as much gear as I possibly can uh, fit in it, And when I offer my filter canteen to an exhausted young mother to give her child a sip, our hands touch, and I feel what I am certain will be the last romantic thrill of my life. As I am staking up my tent for the night, I look up the hill of the park and realize there is an observatory at the top. As if the otherworldly threat was waiting for me to notice it to begin, massive tentacles emerge from the multiple telescopes and begin to arc toward the beleaguered remnants of humanity in the twilight below. A man in camo fatigues opens a mysterious suitcase and asked rhetorically if anybody objects to him detonating the small nuclear weapon he took from his post as he reaches for the key i shout computer stop anyway i wanted to try the new holodeck thing where you can simulate the last dream you had and show it to your buddy so what do you think man it's uh i'm 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 very worried about you oh i'm fine do you want to know what my last dream was was it like that? No. Why not? Um, it was just, I was in uh, my my old work at the wine shop, uh-huh. and my current boss came in and asked me for some help with wine. Uh, when, but... And they had, Where were the tentacles in that dream? There weren't. No, the only thing that was frightening about it was that they had rearranged the store, and I didn't know where things were. So you had to uh, destroy civilization to to stop the... No, I just had to look around the store, figure out the new layout. But at some point you felt like um, like the last good thing that was going to have happened in your life was happening, and you noticed it happening? Mm-mm. Oh. No, no none of that. So you, 
you, you you doing okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm not very good at, at going to sleep. <laughs> um, just never got the trick of it down. I would say. Yeah, I I did uh, lie awake in bed for about three hours, three or four hours in the middle of the night uh, last e- last evening because I'm not good at staying asleep. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Were there any tentacle monsters? No, no, no. Do you have to like didn't really intensely hold a severed arm against any surface to uh, mm. see, stop it from killing people you cared about? No, none of that. None of that oh. happened. Um. Anyway, this is <laughs> Star Trek sucks. My name's Leal, and I like Star Trek. I'm Jack, and I might turn that dream into a sci-fi novel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Robert Brockway-esque horror novella, perhaps. Um, um, probably not. Then sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I do want to bring up something <laughs> horrifying that uh, that got into my brain today. So I have for a very long time had this just deep gut level, like body horror fear of the idea of um, catching a piercing on something and having it ripped out. Specifically, this goes back to uh, the the earliest time I can remember this was when I, when I was a teenager and at a water park, mm. and I heard that somebody got an earring caught like on the way down one of the slides. That does sound like shit. Yeah, it sounds like it would yeah, fucking. It sounds suck like ass. fucking dog shit. Yeah, um, um, I've I have uh, performed a life hack that makes me one hundred percent immune to this. You have no piercings. No, it's a different life hack. Oh, what is it? You don't go to water slides. I know it's complicated. I can't tell it. Oh. It's, I'll tell. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Now I'm confused. Um, but uh, so for a long time, I've had this kind of like related body horror thing um, re- related to uh, a lot of body modification stuff. Where I'm just like, oh god, that, oh oh, that sounds that seems horrible. Okay, I'll, t- the- I'll tell you the life hack. I have a dick piercing. It's my only piercing, but I'm always wearing a condom. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like just wearing shorts on the slide would probably... Always wearing a condom. Okay. Um, One of the types of piercings that has always been particularly horrifying to me is the dermal anchor piercing. Yeah. You know, where you just have like the little like bejeweled thing. Just a thing that goes in. Yeah. It's it's always kind of mystified me too. So one of the things that uh, came out in the news today is that uh, rapper Lil Uzi Vert... Mm. um, got a $24 million 10 carat diamond pierced into his forehead. Okay. Which is so horrifying to me on so many levels. Um, the existence of a $24 million diamond, a person. That's uh, the, those are the main levels that I have. Yeah. That's it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty much just those two. Um, not, I mean, aesthetically too. Just as a, like purely aesthetically, I'm like, you could have just made a nice piece of jewelry with that and worn it. You could have been the guy who has like a nice crown. That would have been cool. That would have been a, a unique thing that no, that nobody else yeah. is doing. Yeah, everybody else is doing like the pimp cups and chains and whatnot. You could have been the guy with the crown. It seems like it. There's that very famous picture of Biggie with the crown on the. Yeah, but I don't. I think that's just a. It's a drawing. I mean, it's a painting, but it's still like it's definitely like you're you're yeah. jogging yeah. him. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, that was also literally last century. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> so old. <laughs> um. Anyway, Jack, what's good? 
No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Hang on. Let me see if I have anything written down for that. I got to really clear out this note file. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We're very professional listeners. Thank you for joining us. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Uh, no, I don't really have anything for what's good. I don't know. Nothing's good, ladies and Everything's gentlemen. Everything's, like, it, as much as that intro was a uh, dream that I actually had and was like, well, this will make a good intro. Um, I'm fine. Things are fine. Yeah, it's going fine. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, I figured out uh, a better way to uh, cover the tiny little cuts I got on several of my fingers from uh, from tiling my bathroom last week. Mm, yeah. Because, um, listeners, if you don't know this about tile work, uh, a tile saw, the blade of a tile saw can't cut you because uh, it's not sharp like a regular saw. Uh, it's kind of like a spinning big metal piece of sandpaper, sort of. Um, right, it's just very hard. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you jammed your hand on it while it was spinning, you might be but able it's to not like, going to nick you. wear through your skin. But if you're cutting, cutting a whole shitload of tile, you'll create a whole bunch of little itty-bitty tile shards, uh, and those are can be real sharp, and they can cut the tips of your fingies. Uh, so then for like the first two days of work last week, I went to work with just Band-Aids on the tips of my fingers, a la mm-hmm. early 1990s Michael Jackson. Um, you remember when he was doing that for God knows why? No, I remember some other stuff he was doing, but yeah, that was not as. I was I was listening to like a, a very, like eighties cheese mix on my run today, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 I forget what song it's something off of Bad um, okay. came on, which is an unimpeachably incredible album. I honestly back. can't think of other than the song Bad. I can't think of what else is on that album. Oh, there's a bunch of fucking heaters on. Are there? It's it's. It's very good music. I think my favorite Michael Jackson album uh, is still, I don't know, Rock With You may be my my favorite Michael Jackson song, Mm -hmm. but certainly the album that I had the most experience with is uh, is Thriller. Yeah, Thriller and Bad are the two, like, just, this is why this guy was allowed to get away with anything. Yeah. Um, But but it was just making me laugh because the cover of Bad is like him, like, dressed quote unquote intimidatingly yeah and it's like no 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 you're doing a different bad thing no (laughs) you're not mugging anybody man yeah no (laughs) michael but stop doing what you're doing stop doing what you are doing is bad don't do that you know what it is and stop but it isn't what you're dressed up. Yeah. As. I mean, it is it is the least convincing tough guy costume in the world. It really is. That was like at the height of his, his like extra long Jerry curl. Mm-hmm. And it's also the, the height of, God, Corey Feldman came up in the news recently too because uh, he, he, along with several women, have accused uh, Marilyn Manson of misconduct recently. Yeah, I know Evan Rachel Woods... Um, sort of open the floodgates on that yeah which is which i mean who's fucking surprised yeah a lot of that shit you're like yeah no no shit (laughs) i mean i don't know and not justifying it by any means no no it's it's not okay and it's not and it and i'm not victim blaming at all but you know especially like when people are much younger yeah and like fame is a fame has an 
weird and gross effect on people that are around famous people. I mean, you and I have both been around sort of famous people enough to sort of get that vibe. We're like, oh, this is like, these people do move through the world differently. Mm -hmm. And it is weird. And you could see how it happens. Yeah. That being said, no way, Marilyn. I mean, the only thing that is surprising is that it happened in 2021. (laughs) Yeah. That that it came out in 2020. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's definitely not famous enough to get away with the shit that he did get away with. No, he probably not famous enough now to do the shit that he did when he did it. I mean, he's probably still doing it, but that's gross. I don't want to think about that. But he's he's doing it to like people that work at dive bars now. Yeah. I mean, gross. Well, let's be honest though. As long as we're talking about it, we might as well be unflinching about it. Yeah, Yeah. That's not. That's not great. Um. So this podcast is about Star Trek. It is? Yeah. I don't like that show. <laughs> no, it's your favorite show. You've watched so many episodes of mm. it. Uh, this episode uh, is called, what's it called? Uh, it's called Hollow Pursuits. Hollow Pursuits. Which is what I wrote an introduction for. <laughs> so if you're coming, if you are binge listening, uh, Jack did not write anything regarding uh, Reg Barkley, which is great, because that means you're going to get a clean intro. I don't remember what Reg Barkley was. He's a guy that we're going to meet in a minute. But before we meet him, you tell him what you you tell us what you This is your fault for not posting the podcast on time. (laughs) The only way I can remember what we talked about last week is because we always record the same day the episode goes up. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) This, This is going to be pretty on point. Um, from this conversation. So uh, this is called Hollow Pursuits. In this episode, Data and Jordy are trying to work on their friendship. So Jordy asked them to start a podcast where they watch one episode of a history drama called Regular Trek, the previous generation, <laughs> once a week. It does lead them to bond more, but despite spending more and more time doing elaborate writing for the podcast, Data never really choose truly learns to enjoy watching the show because of its poor premises, nonsensical internal logic, and indifferent and uneven quality. He eventually decides that an important part of humanity is pursuit with your fellow human, whether it turns out to be hollow or not. And that's what happens on this episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I can't tell you how much I appreciate um, (laughs) the fact that I'm Geordi in this metaphor. I was trying to figure out this isn't a digital blackface thing. No one cancel us. No, I was no, trying no. to figure out which character matched your vibe the most, and I was like, yeah, probably Jordy. Actually, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to. I'm, I'm definitely not Riker. Um, yeah, you kind of aspire to be a Riker. Yeah, I mean, so do I. Well, I mean, when I, I when I was single, I more aspired to be a Riker. Um, as a, yeah, as a, as a nearly married man, I would probably try to aspire more to be a Picard without Picard's attitude or like towards a, or marriage. Or like a crusher. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah there's no reason I need the to gender, gender stuff. Yeah, there's no like, reason I need to, need to yeah, gender limit myself. If you make all myself. the char- characters agender, like I would say crusher yeah. or even Troy a little bit. Yeah, well, fuck Troy. Actually, I went at, at her best, like when they're not writing her uselessly. Yeah, when she doesn't suck. Yeah, on the episodes where they've actually written her well, I definitely uh, identify. When with, you can tell with somebody in the writers' room at least knew a woman. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, those are cool episodes um, when that happens. And and do you want to comment on the character that I made myself, or do you do we want to just breeze past that? No, I think that was pretty. Okay. <laughs> feel like we kind of established that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, moving on. 
right, here, here we go. We're gonna go. Oh, do you want to recommend anything? Or? Oh, uh, I don't think um, no, nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing new and uh, and major uh, for me. Oh, actually, you know what? I will. Um, so there's a Netflix show called Dairy Girls. That is a D E R R Y, not D A Y D A I R Y. Um, okay. For, uh, taking place in the town of Derry in yep. Ireland. I, I, got, um, I got it now. It's, uh, it takes place in the nineties, uh, during like the, the unpleasantness, uh, in Ireland. It's not what it was called. It was the, it was the not, <laughs> it was the not great times. The bummer. The, the, the old nineties bummer. Um, and uh, and it's pretty funny. I came to discover the show because Catherine and I started watching the uh, Great British Baking Show, uh, which did I tell you about that already? I mean, I have heard so many people tell me about that. I don't think you have, but so here's what every I, podcast I listen to has told me about it. Here's and what, every time I'm like, yeah, this still sounds like shit to me. Here's what I find. Uh, preferable like this is why i find this entertaining when i don't re- usually watch a lot of the like cooking shows um and it's because every single cooking show is somebody trying to get famous basically yeah, um it's that's the, every you know, everybody any show yeah it's yeah. the it's everybody trying to be the next big thing yeah. um and for the the uh, british baking show it's not it's generally just average people who like baking uh competing um, the one that got me onto the show was they had a couple of ep- episodes that were featuring featuring like uh, actors and and semi celebrities and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So they had the whole cast of this show, which is mostly, I assume the actors are in their early twenties. They're playing teenagers um, with you know relatively little cooking skills. So a large part of the show is just people having absolute fucking disasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So so I I. That reminds me, yesterday I listened to an episode of Trash Future, um, which is a UK show, but they had on an American, and then like the guy that actually is the showrunner is a Canadian, and they did a deep dive on like the differences between British and American reality shows, and apparently there's a bunch of British reality shows that are just like regular people who have no expectation to not be regular people anymore. Just being on a reality show. Yeah. And they described one which sounds like the worst... It sounds like a worse nightmare than the thing that I opened the episode with, which is... uh, It's called uh, Dinner Date. And they just go into your town, wherever you live, and just cast like six or seven people... Like six or seven men and then one woman or vice versa. And your job, if you're one in in the majority party, is that you make a fucking dinner for this person. <laughs> and then whoever makes the best dinner... It just is like, now you guys are dating. My brother was and on it's a- not, <laughs> And it's not... It's, I want to be clear before you bring up your brother, who is an incredibly talented cook. This is before he you was don't a cook, get though. on this show by being a good cook. You get on it by being like, "I would like to be on the show, please." Right. This is before my brother. So my brother currently uh, is is a chef, um, but this is when we were in our twenties and living in New York. And actually, we both went on different uh, like dating shows. Um, the one that I went on was, I think it was like. 
a TNT or somebody was doing this like dinner and a movie thing, which was just they showed a movie and then they had a bunch of people pretending it wasn't even like a real dating thing because I was married at the time. Um, just people pretending to like be on pseudo dates for the commercial breaks. That was it. Um, the thing that Alex was on was like a dinner on a budget thing where you like met up with somebody and the showrunners gave you like $20 and you had to like figure out how to make a meal out of it or some shit like that. I mean, I can make a decent $20. It can actually like, yeah, no, you can give me time in a good grocery store. I can definitely make a good meal for two out of 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, um, I don't, anyway, I, I would rather be in some sort of like, uh, like video that Edward Snowden has to leak to, to the press, um, <laughs> than be on that show. Uh, <laughs> Um, it yeah. sounds like shit. But anyway, <laughs> to to your point, yeah, the fact that um, that it is not really about getting famous is what is what was originally charming about uh, reality uh, reality shows. Because like the the I feel like the one that was really kind of the the big uh, sea change for reality TV in the United States was uh, the Real World, which the original first season and I think the first I couple, don't think there was a reality show before the Real World. I don't think so either. Yeah. Not so I don't know how you can call that a sea change. Well, unless, just I mean unless you're talking about a comet running into a dry world and no, and and providing it with water. No, I which guess which is a drastic sea change. There were other because now reality TV has morphed into where there's I mean there's all different kinds there's a lot of contest type stuff and and um and there were uh, different types of like game shows and stuff like that. So the, the like the world of game shows and the world of reality TV sh- shows kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's in- true intermingled. That's, that's and fair. so yeah, maybe sea change isn't the right word, but uh, the 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 first uh, real world was it really was what it was you know what it set out to be. It right. was bringing a bunch of people with different uh, backgrounds and different histories and different perspectives together and just seeing how they interact. Just with showing each other. some people hanging out. Yeah, and then you know fast forward like whatever, six or eight seasons. And it was like, now it's a bunch of people who are all between 19 and 21 and they're all bisexual. Mm-hmm. That's the whole show. Which is a more intense way of hanging out. Yeah. Um, as far as I've heard. Yeah. Um, no, because like the age range on the cast for the original New York real world was like 18 to 27 or something. Yeah. And you had people from all over the country and like really different uh, backgrounds. But that was also like you had... Uh, one guy who became like a VJ and got like semi-famous after being on that show, uh, like, you know, pseudo discovered and, uh, and that kind of like carried on from there where you had these kind of breakout stars and they started MTV started to figure out and, you know, fine tune yeah. exactly what the program was and, and realized that people fighting and people getting drunk and people fucking drives ratings right. and people having genuine human connection doesn't drive ratings. Which is funny because I, I think that like so many like of the really successful podcasts now and also like people make a shit ton of money on Twitch just not doing any of that because like now everything has become so alienated that people really do just want to be like, I would like to experience hanging out and having a good time with 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 people I can imagine are my friends. <laughs> I so cannot understand how Twitch works. It 
makes me feel 150 years old. Like I've watched, I've, I will say I've, I've, I've watched Twitch videos of people not playing games and people like I've watched a lot of like synthesizer guys and stuff showing how their gear works and, and like playing music because that's something that I'm like, I'm learning something from. It's like you watching uh, gun YouTube videos. Yeah. But to watch somebody just play video games and occasionally say something is like, what do you do? Why? So confusing. It's so baffling to me. It's so bizarre. Listeners, if you know why, please tweet at us. If you know why Twitch, yeah, <laughs> please get at us. Well, on, and also, like, I never watch Twitter. it in real time because I don't want to. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> like, I don't want to bother anybody while they're doing their video. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I haven't seen a lot of like, a lot of Twitch videos. I know that uh, that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez goes on there. Because she's fucking good at social media, yeah. Um, and I like saw one video that somebody reposted of like a female gamer uh, dressing down somebody who said something you know blatantly sexist to her. That's the extent of what I know about Twitch. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know very little more than that about it. I just know that it that um, like people that are good at playing video games and apparently talking while they're doing them make a lot of money. Which there's that's not getting drunk and fucking and fighting. I guess that's better than. I mean, like I can understand, I can sort of understand how some YouTube channels get as popular as they do. Although even some of those, so uh, we talked about this ages ago. But my uh, my nephews who are uh, seven and ten, I think. Um, the last time I visited them, which has been ages now, like they're both like fucking obsessed with YouTube. They, they, they've, they've got all these channels that they watch. And one was called the family gaming network, I think. And it's basically a guy and occasionally one or two of his kids. I don't think he ever saw his wife. Um, just basically doing game reviews, playthroughs and shit like that. And the guy is fucking terrible. Um, he's like, it's uh, just the worst dad jokes with the, oh, the hokiest, yeah. corniest, um, delivery. And I just, I found it so offensive from a comedic perspective because he just, he's terrible. Like his delivery is fucking terrible and his show gets millions of fucking views. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just baffled. There was, it's like, I really think it's just people want to feel like they're part of something because we are getting so fucking atomized one thing that was before everybody had to go in their fucking houses for a year so this happened uh over this weekend and it was this bizarre uh like kind of collision of entertainment culture um on saturday night live last weekend on do you still watch saturday night Live? i watch weekend update fairly regularly because okay. uh, weekend update is often, it is it's, it's always been the best part even when the show was good yeah I mean not like good good in the seventies um, when they didn't have it but like and, uh, and even in the nineties when the show was like yeah it was pretty you know yeah and and uh, and I really like Michael Che and Colin Colin Jost I, I think they're great co hosts um, but uh, so they did a bit on weekend update where they had uh, Chris Red and. Um, uh, what's his name um, f- from uh, uh, Keenan Thompson? 
um, playing uh, two YouTubers who are real guys. Uh, so two, tw- two twins uh, and their YouTube channel is called twins, the new trend. And the thing that they've gotten popular for, Oh yeah, I, 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 the, the, I have watched them. the they're, song they're, reaction. They're videos. fun. They're fun videos. And basically the, the bit on, uh, on weekend update was just how the fuck have you not heard this? <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have AM radio in your car, you've heard most of these songs. I'm sorry. But. And there, and I actually, I was, I hadn't thought about it that much. And I went on their YouTube channel, and they, and, and they've actually posted a video being like, "This is why we haven't heard it." And their their explanation is that they they grew up with their grandparents in a really religious household. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I assumed. So like maybe, I assumed it was something like that. And also probably some poverty. I mean, sorry to no. Well, and I mean, sorry to do that. But their like, mom was their their mom was in jail, and that's why they were yeah. raised by their grandparents. They are very black kids. So that's and the that's like the, yeah, well, that's the explanation that they gave. <laughs> this is probably why you haven't heard Fleetwood Mac. But <laughs> it was pretty fucking hilarious. Like the sketch was. Uh, uh, Michael Che is like, okay, so we're just gonna play some songs and what you th- and see what you think. So first he plays like the Friends theme, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, this <laughs> fucking slaps, yeah, yeah. And then they played like the Meow Mix theme song from the Meow Mix. Versions. <laughs> okay, and then. No, I don't know. That's that does seem kind of mean spirited. On I don't. I don't. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. The, Those the videos enti- are very wholesome. They it's, they are very wholesome. It's, it it, it, fe- it feels like punching a puppy. It's. I mean, it's. I guess it's punching down a little bit. But the entire joke. The only thing that they were making fun of was. It really seems weird that you haven't heard any of these things, which like that's not a brutal assault on you know that's that's yeah. a that's yeah. an observation no, where you're kind of like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is the kind of observation that would occur to you if you were yeah. trying to write a weekend update. <laughs> yeah, sketch certainly. Anyway, that was pretty funny. Um, let's uh, let's watch Star Trek. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leo Cardoza. Let's fucking go. Listeners, uh, as as a keen observer of human behavior, uh, and and as one does um, when uh, when you spend a lot of time with a close friend, you learn to pick up on the subtle details uh, of their behavior that can give you uh, a clue into their emotional state and how they're reacting to a situation. Which is why I can tell you. Um, based on uh, his aggressive physical posture and the incredible amount of very heavy sighing that came out of Jack while we were watching this episode, that he did not like it. No, I was mad about something else. Is that true? Yeah, I was mad that Joe Biden stole the election um, from my president, Donald Trump. Oh, this that seems untrue. Yeah, no, this episode. <laughs> this episode is a fucking dog turd. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Time to do a humanistic episode without talking to a single fucking human being uh, and trying to understand their condition at all. Oh man, it just it 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 it, it okay. It it starts with a kernel that should be interesting. And that kernel is what if somebody has basically social anxiety disorder? What if there was a gamer? <laughs> What if there was an incel on the ship? No, no. Stop with the fucking incel shit because 
First of all, that puts that values people based on their ability to have sex or not, which is uh, part of the reason that all those people are going fucking insane. It's no, it's what if there was somebody that was socially awkward, but also everybody on the ship was a fucking asshole to him just all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty much. And then like, and then they're like, why isn't he getting over his social awkwardness? We've tried being mean to him and nothing else. And it's not working. (laughs) What a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, to Picard's credit, Picard's like... Picard actually is the only good... Like, (laughs) is the only person that gives any good advice, which is like, hey, you're his supervisor. This is kind of on you. Yeah, that that was the (laughs) thing that stuck out to me because... um, I've had to supervise various different types of people. Don't know what you mean, but go on. I'm actually not talking about you. I'm no, talking. I, 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 I'm talking about other people that we used to work with. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. huh? I mean, hey, we 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 joke around about uh, me and Data being kindred souls on the show, but I'm doing all right compared to a lot of people that have passed through your sales team. Yeah. No, and I've had to I've 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 had to interact with people where I'm like, huh. So this is This is how you do stuff. This is the guy yeah, that huh? you are, huh? Yep. Alright. Um well I literally have to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. So this that's is that's the job you that's the job we didn't really choose but had. <laughs> yes. That's it's the, the job, job that I had. had. <laughs> um but I so a, like a couple of early uh, observations. One, absolutely, somebody who is acting out fantasies of having fistfights with their coworkers on the holodeck. There should be fucking protocols for that because that's a serious problem. Yeah, that's, that's that is like, the precursor um, to a school shooter, basically. No, I mean like th- this is like a real thing. This this episode's sort of ahead of its time. I'll give it that. Um, in the moral panic that it presents. Because there was a a moral panic. I mean, like, so all of the... This episode aired way before the Columbine shooting. Yeah, yeah. And, but, like, it sort of predicts the moral... Com- the, a little Freudian well, stuff there, folks. Um, but the moral panic that, that would come from the Columbine shooting. And one of the things I, I remember happening, because... That happened around the same time that P- that developers had robust enough um, level design engines that you could a- that they could actually release them to um, fans and amateurs could make fucking first person shooters le- shooter levels. And right, what do you what do you imagine one of the first things that alienated high school kids started doing? Yeah. Um, with that. Yeah. And then everybody got their fucking panties in a bunch about it, but it's like, yeah, I can kind of see like, don't throw that kid in prison, but maybe he should have somebody to talk to. Yeah. He needs uh, an intense level of psychotherapy. Yeah. Don't punish him because that's not going to help. Um, but I, I would also say that the, um, the fantasy scenario where we spend most of the holodeck time during the episode, which is the three musketeers, uh, scenario is less of a red. That just seems like fun to me. Yeah. That, that seems like, okay. Yeah. Hang on. Sorry. You can cut this. Um, we are like 
peeking the fuck out of the test cam. Are, are we? Are you sure our levels are right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, because like, I mean, maybe I'm being louder than usual, but look at that shit. I just don't want another fucked up episode. I mean, the I, ha- I didn't listen all the way through last week's episode. Obviously, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, anyway. But the fantasy scenario, hang on. The fantasy scenario where we spend most of our time is the like the three musketeers situation, which yeah, like you said, that seems fine. Yeah, that seems totally okay. Um, I, the I would, one at the I beginning of the episode it. is a problem. Making pornography out of your coworkers is a problem. Yeah, yeah, and actually, yeah, I'll give you that. Even in the three musketeers scenario, what he's doing with. Uh, Crusher and Troy is yeah. not cool. Yes. What he's doing with the other with with Data and Picard and Riker yeah, ma- making Mini Riker yeah. sure making Riker four feet tall. Fucking go ahead. It's, it's fun. Who it's cares? Fun. It's it's honestly the funniest part of the episode. Yeah, like that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. We get oh, also like the way that Riker plays it when he finds out about it. It's, it's very it's very funny. Well, and the, it's very predictable. But you know, tro- they walking through this whole scene and. Tro- Troy's giving the very uh, the very passive oh well like you know this is this is what he's dealing with and you know we need to be able to uh, like examine yeah, yeah. as well and, and, and then, then we she, see and then she finds her her goddess of empathy yeah thing and, and she's it. like no no and then no. she and then she does some Greek on Greek violence yeah. <laughs> Um, I did say so. One of the things that's established early early on is that everybody on the ship is calling Barkley bro- broccoli, and I was like, finally, somebody that Wes can bully. It's also not good. Like it's not a good own. No, it's not at all. Like, and also having been that guy when I was you know sixteen or whatever, or younger than that, like thirteen. Um, that's not what they call you. <laughs> Yeah, no, they call you faggot. Yep, that's yeah. where I was going with that. Yeah, it's mostly. I mean, my my name's Jack, so you can kind of jack off. You can go ahead and extrapolate from there. Jack um, off the faggot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it's shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not creative. No, and it's also not uh, broccoli because you know how nobody like no because your name sounds like those are the kind of jokes that that guy would make. Right. It's not the people that bully that that, that guy that make those jokes. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, like, it, it, yeah, I, I wrote down in my notes, damn, got him, Wes. Yeah. And then, like, everybody on the crew is like, oh, we got to stop calling him broccoli. This, this is just too fucked up. And it's like, Shh, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> it's not too, how any of this works. It's too brutal. It's too much. It's he's, too much of an own. We can't, yeah, he's, we can't he's burn gonna, him. He's going to end up killing himself or some of us if we keep calling him Broccoli, yeah. which barely makes any sense. It's just sort of a mispronunciation of, mispronunciation of his name. We did get without good, really reflecting on any value of. <laughs> we did get a good job, Data, out of it, which was nice. Um, I will say early on when like, Data is great in this episode. Yeah, yeah, he has several good moments where he's the like the nicest person on the ship. Well, and I also <laughs> I always appreciate Spiner getting to like get outside of the Data character, and yeah. so watching him on the uh, in the Three Musketeers scenario was fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I will that's, say that's true too. Actually, at one point because uh, Picard, you know, tasks uh, Jordy with uh, with with getting getting Barkley out of his shell and getting him like to, to integrate as part of the team. Um, so he like calls him down to the meeting and engineering and the problem that they're fixing apparently involves a flux capacitor. Did you catch that? I did catch the flux <laughs> capacitor thing. I mean, the techno babble is always 
I mean, the writers at this point know that they're being funny when they're writing it. They do. They do. And so, I mean, and this was after Back to the Future came yeah. out, and they knew, they knew what they were doing. But yeah. it's funny. It's yeah. it's fun. Yeah, like, I, I like the techno babble. That's why I, I sort of ape it in some of my intros, because it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's fun to write. It's I, honestly very fun to write. Yeah. You should try it I, I appreciate them sneaking in a flux capacitor in there. Uh, and then, yeah, Captain accidentally calls Barkley Broccoli to his face. Uh, and then Data tries to like make it okay. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is that's actually that's... the most common form of mispronunciation. <laughs> Halfway through his sentence, he's like, "Oh, you don't want to hear yeah. what I'm I'm gonna yeah. go. I gotta I was ch- checking on this computer." Which is also showing that Data is evolving as a person because yeah. uh, he can read social cues. Yeah, normally that would be a uh, no thank you Data kind of situation, and he just sort of was like, oh, "I actually have a thing running. I need to check on." Um, so on two separate, but occasions, also before that, um, when they're when they're all calling him broccoli, he's like, "Why are you calling him broccoli?" <laughs> and they're like, ah, "It's just a, it's a nickname that Wes came up with." And then and he's like, don't, "Aren't nicknames usually fun?" Which yeah, you're correct, Ada. Nicknames aren't, are supposed to be fun. <laughs> aren't nicknames for when you like a person? Aren't you being assholes right now? Yeah, and like not very good at it. Yeah, no, Data Data is becoming the moral voice of the show. <laughs> yes. Not something I anticipated when we started this project. Um so on two separate occasions, fucking uh Barkley is on the holodeck running his programs that he absolutely does not want anybody else to see, and the fucking doors are unlocked. Oh yeah, I I got very mad the first time because it's like like the second time I get like Riker's pissed and is like I I just had it with this fucking asshole which uh, I've been on both sides of this situation I get it, um, but the first time Jordy's just like looking for him and is like just it, it's like the computer's like he's on the holodeck and Jordy's just like oh great I'm going in, and he's not like mad at him he just like wants to ask him a question. Yeah, no, it's basic. It it it, it that. Uh... <laughs> And just like, both both instances are fucking infuriating for varying reasons. The first one is infuriating because Barkley clearly knows that what he is doing is not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. fucking obviously, and yet he is doing it. With, and apparently, there is no security on the door, and his supervisor is able to just walk in and and see what he's doing. Yes. Then, after he's had this whole fucking conversation with Jordy about like, hey, you're gonna not tell anybody about that fucked up shit that you caught me doing. Cool. Thank you for that. That's that's dope. I appreciate that. Uh, and then he goes off into the hallway. Oh, that's a good again. point. Like Jordy is is sort of Jordy's being pretty fucking cool about it. He yeah, really no, Jordy is. is cool about it after the fact. I I still don't think it's cool to like walk in on somebody's holodeck session. But I don't. I no. I would argue. I don't no, think that's fucking cool. I would argue that it is the responsibility of the person doing the holodeck session because you could. He could just be in there doing a fucking aikido workout we've or never, some shit. We've never established that you can lock the door. As far as I know. Oh I no! Don't, I don't absolute, remember any of these episodes. There's so absolutely. I, I could be completely wrong about I'm, that. We have definitely established that you can lock doors. In general, and I'm almost certain that we have established oh, yeah, that you can lock life, them. No, <laughs> on the show, we've established that you can lock doors, and I'm almost certain that we've established that you can lock doors, lock the doors on the holodeck. Okay. Um, because, yeah, and I would... Fuck, if you can't lock doors, and you're running a program that is clearly not fucking okay, it just... It, it, it doesn't... It, it's... Ah... Uh, 
It's really fucking hard. I still, I don't know. I don't. <sighs> Imagine that we are the characters we play in the intros that I write and you write sometimes. And you need to ask me about uh, the 30 space dollars that I owe you um, for the space pizza that we had. Sure. And you ask the computer where I am, and it says the holodeck, and you're like, great. And you just march into the holodeck without knocking. Who's the asshole in this situation? Again, it comes down to whether or not the doors can be locked. No, it doesn't. It does. because No, it, it doesn't. If the doors cannot be locked, then I'm you the already, asshole for walking in. You already know I'm in there. Right, you but know again, I'm in there. You could just be doing a, an, an Aikido or whatever that fucking Q-tip karate thing was that, that Riker did with his dad. Just running the dream simulator again, which you should definitely <laughs> knock before I do that again. Yeah, I don't want to walk into that. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, you just, just knock before you go into a room that... If the door is closed and you know someone's in there, just fucking just give it a little rap. Even a courtesy like knock, knock before you open the door. You don't even have to wait for a response. Just be like, hey, what's up, man? But then you get into the fact that and this goes to like Reg's failure in his like how how badly and how deeply uh, sunken he is into this addiction that he's indulging because the second time, I mean, the first time is bad enough because Jordy walks in and he's like, before he sees anything, he has not seen anything incriminating. All he's done is walked into a forest. Yeah. Okay. That could be like, yeah, so that's it, totally fine. It, it reminds me of a very specific part of World of Warcraft, but I mean, whatever. There is uh, Wes eating an entire pie with his bare hands, which is my favorite thing that happens in the Yeah. Holiday. I mean, if you could program that in the holiday, <laughs> you would run that. Just be like, eh, what are you, you little pie homo? <laughs> yeah <laughs> eat it get it on your face you might want to believe be a little shit bag um no but it's, yeah no i mean jordy walks in and before seeing anything incriminating he does do what is i would argue the equivalent of knocking because like reg yeah. i mean i guess that's Reginald. what i do when i show up at your house as i go in the front door and be like hey yeah hey yeah and and i don't really go anywhere else in the house until you I've, until I've heard back from you yeah um, um but reg is so far down in this fucking addiction hole right. that he is indulging that he can't even have the second time he's passed out he's legit passed out yeah it's just he's too into video games like this is just this is gamer shit like uh, so i want to back up um, and get onto a different thing now that we've screamed at each other about <laughs> locking doors for like 45 minutes. <laughs> this is only, we're only 16 minutes into this episode. Yeah, it's 16 minutes. The um, intro was a half an hour long. <laughs> so, so there's another classic Guinan scene, um, by which I mean, Guinan reminds us that there is a more, much more interesting story available to us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where a, she knows what he's doing. Why does she know that? How does she know that? Good question. No indication. That's something fun for you to think about. No indication that she has ever been to the holodeck. But but she like basically winks at Jordan and she's like, he's really imaginative. Yeah. If you know what I mean. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. And she's like, 
Well, I got dishes to wash. <laughs> I got to do some dishes, but he's doing a bunch of crazy shit on the holodeck. Okay, I'll see you later. No, she doesn't She doesn't go that far. Um, but she also brings up that, like, she has, like, a weird uncle that was their favorite, favorite family member. Yeah. And it's... It, uh, it's like yeah i really want the guinan spinoff series to happen guinan has been confirmed uh for the second series of uh the picard series apparently oh nice yeah so that could be kind of cool yeah I mean, that, might, that makes sense although Whoopi goldberg has aged at the same rate as patrick stewart which kind of like pokes holes in the whole immortalness uh, maybe she got cued sure i mean they, they can they can pretty easily hand yeah. that away i mean picard's an android spoilers for picard what the fuck <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to get into that on some bonus content eventually okay um so fucking jordy card like a blade runner situation I'll, it's uh, we, we just have to watch it uh, so okay. jordy get, orders reg to go see a counselor which is absolutely what the supervisor should do mm-hmm. when he catches his employee and also, also you're suspended till you do some counselor session yeah buddy. there sh- and Riker brings this up later where he's like this is a violation of protocol and and uh troy's like no it isn't uh there should be protocol for this. Yes. There should be rules for what happens when this situation happens because one of the things that I will praise this episode for is that finally we are addressing something that definitely would fucking happen. Yep. I think we've even talked about this oh, yeah. before. Like you could just make simulations of people you know on the holodeck and then have them do stuff. Stuff. And we don't need to go further down that rabbit hole. Nope. Um, um, but so Jordy tells Reg that he and, and Reg has already been Reg doesn't want to go see Troy because one of his fantasy scenarios is where he's in the counseling office with Troy and then they make out using the worst kissing on the planet. The Every time Reg and Troy kiss in this episode, it is. Yeah, it's not very good. It's very bad stage yeah. kissing. Even kissing. The, yeah, the, the body double that is doing the blocking shots for Troy also is not into Reg. Um, but um. Then, so Reg leaves after the real meeting that they have, and Troy immediately goes to his boss. Yep. Bad therapist. Seems like a HIPAA violation. That's not, I mean, it's it's in the future, but it's a sort of utopian future where everything's gotten better, except apparently the concept of therapy. Yeah. Which is much worse than it used to be. Yeah. Like, he one has, of, it's one of the few things that is sort of working right now. Reg has a hard time with his very first therapy experience ever. And his therapist's reaction is to go and tell his boss right away. Mm-hmm. Bad fucking job, Just, Deanna. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed you scribbling frantically when that was happening. And that man, was basically it. Now I, I realize like, why, because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was that was extremely fucked up. That literally, that's the next scene. Yeah, like Reg gets to the point where he is because first he's just completely overwhelmed, and then she like gives him some deep breathing exercises, and he's like, and then he comes in his pants uh, and goes to the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then she immediately goes and tells his boss. It's just fucking. Oh god damn it. Um. 
but yeah. Anyway, got- so so uh, the backdrop of all of this is that there are like weird things happening in the Enterprise. The the systems are malfunctioning. Yeah. Um, at one point, there's a glass that has a, a bunch of nuclei that have fused, which would call a, cause a small nuclear explosion on the Enterprise, killing everybody. Yeah. If that actually happened. But hey, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I thought nuclear fusion was. Yep. It sure that's, is. That would, that would definitely the be the end of the ship. Nuclei fuse. That's what they call it. I mean, data says like the nuclei have changed, but like, nah, they don't change without like uh, incredible violence. Yeah. Um, at the very least, everybody would have a lot of cancer um, from that. No, but instead of that, we get a, <laughs> a classic, uh, classic drink, tr- uh, drippy cup prank. Yeah, you love a good drippy cup, Master. Um, yeah. But so. So the 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 whole thing like it the there are more and more systems malfunctioning, and um, nobody can resolve it except for uh, the gamer guy, and then he's the one that 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 tracks down the. Uh, well, he's the he's the he's one. He's the who, one that 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 has the like the 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 house episode differential diagnostic. Yeah. That, that turns out to be correct, which is there's a and completely imaginary element that makes. <laughs> shit work bad um that came on the ship and i i want to um i would like to quote directly from the the line um in the original part of the or the early part of the show which um they are taking on a load of special tissue samples Mm -hmm. so they take on a load of special tissue samples jizz and then some of it is bad, and then they get a, a virus, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. shouts out to the girl that got pink eye <laughs> in my high school from a guy coming on her face. I don't remember your name. Can you get pink eye from that? Apparently. <laughs> anyway, my favorite, the, the line that I wrote down in here was because Reg is like, well, maybe it's one of us is contaminated with the fucking MacGuffin virus. Yeah, maybe one of us got special tissue samples all over us when you spilled the p- special tissue samples. Um, and Jordy says to the computer, Reg. computer, list all substances that wouldn't show up on a normal internal scan. All of them. Yep. Yeah. All what about the ones the computer doesn't know about? They and come that that's a thing that comes up like every third episode is there's like uh the computer's like I uh, this is a type of radiation I've never seen before. Never heard of that. What if what if it's that instead? Then you're just all gonna die. Arguably, that seems like a bigger problem. The things that you've heard of, you probably have precautions for. The things you've never heard of are probably much more of a problem. Yeah, and also like so if there if there is a a a list of known substances that don't show up on the regular scan and then shit starts going wrong on your ship. You should scan for all those. There things. should be a button that says emergency scan that yeah. scans for those things. Yeah. So you can just rule that out right away. Yeah. You just knock that one out. Yeah. But just just hit that button and and then move on. Yeah. Just I mean, I'm not an engineer. I'm I'm a podcaster, um, but it seems like 
So it they, seems like I get all these problems. They figure out problems. that they've been exposed to MacGuffinium. No, it's called Invidium. MacGuffinium as well. No, it's called Invidium Ma- because it's invisible. It's a it's a worse name than the name you're trying to give it, and I refuse to let you fucking whitewash how bad this was. It's called Invidium. What do you think Mark and Emily were up to during this episode? Fucking. You think? Yeah, I think they're on the upswing again. She's she hasn't had the baby yet though, right? I, I mean, we haven't said that she's had the baby, and we made them up. So I think she got the baby transported out of her. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe they're doing she that. Tossed like, O'Brien a blowjob to get it just transported into the vacuum. Oh, I think they're. I mean, I think they're doing that like late pregnancy sex because we already had that whole thing where he figured out that it wasn't his. Um, and he doesn't know that it's yours yet, but uh, it's not necessarily like mine. It's fucking, it's yours. No, dude. she is. It's, a, she is a it, woman about it town. Is your fucking child. I, I might. That is your child. It, it is not outside of the realm of possibility that it's, I'm sterile. It's your, <laughs> all right. That's that's actually a fair argument. <laughs> um, no, I, I think uh, I think they were fucking as well. Um, because I kind of like to think that uh, they've gotten to a point where they're like. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's his, maybe it's not. But you know, they've gotten together. They they've found solidarity in uh, in their their situation, and you know, being out in space together. And you know, sure, they both want to go back to New Jersey, but um, you know, they've kind of rediscovered uh, why they why they got together in the first place. No, yeah, no. I so you think that like he's also kind of been like, you know, what space is actually bullshit. Yeah, I like, mean, and they, they've sort of rebonded over that. Where he's like, I, I don't think he has the like sort of emotional intelligence to actually like give her a really heartfelt apology and say, "I was wrong. We should not have done this." But what he has done is sort of pivoted his attitude about space, and he's not excited to be out there anymore. Which who would be? No, yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't fully apologize, but maybe he's at least a, like, you know, um, this isn't great. Um, and I think when, like, our contracts are up, um, we should go back to Secaucus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is like... A- and, and, and she, that's, she, you know, knows, that's like, she knows who he is, and it's like, that's probably the most apology yeah, that's she's going to get, but it's gonna also get. like, she's in a sort of, she's in a situation um, now, yeah. and, and carrying she, I'm your, like, carrying your spawn in her belly as uh, she is. Well, it's not necessarily mine. No, it's definitely yours. But if it is mine, it's going it, to it's gonna need a lot. <laughs> And, <laughs> and she like she did love this guy at one point, and it's true. You they, know, and like there was a reason that she married him. Yeah. And if the if the story can end with them going back to New Jersey and doing whatever uh, marine biology exists in this century, that uh, just studying that sort of very heat tolerant plankton <laughs> that are still living in the in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and checking out all the green algae because that is the only living thing on the planet Earth anymore. Um, but they can they can raise and and, and launch a, a new child into the future together. You know, it's not you know, per- it's not perfect, but like no. But I think they, they you don't want to you don't want to let the perfect be the enemy of the good, and especially like we're nobody's getting younger. Yeah, in this situation. 
No, and and like you said, I mean, there's a reason they fell in love with each other to begin with. Um, certainly, the the actual father of the baby is is not. No, not a not a better parent parental he's, he's candidate. Doing, he's he's. I mean, God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> he's discovering a lot about his own humanity. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of going through a data-like arc of his own, yeah. except he doesn't have a good excuse for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm so glad we've come up with so much lore that... Uh, this podcast is just impenetrable. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, go fuck yourself yeah. and start back over at episode start, 20 or so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't have to start at the beginning, but... At least season two. When did we when did we invent Mark and Emily? Was it during know. season two? No, I think we invented them as a as a concept almost immediately. Did we? I, you, I think you almost brought it up on like the first episode. Oh, it was it was actually your anyway. Whatever. Um, I guess I need to go back and re-binge this entire show. Oh God, that what seems a, very up your own. Ass. For our next bonus content, Jack and I are just going to listen to old episodes of this show and then record our reactions no. to ourselves. No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> just start another podcast called Star Trek Sucks Sucks. <laughs> Star Star Trek Trek Sucks Sucks. <laughs> Upside down question mark. Uh, that's the episode. It's over. Um, you can get us on twitter.com at shipfacts at who is Jack on at Leo like Neil. If I remember to put a link in the show notes, then you can click on it and get a t-shirt. Uh, we have Instagram. We have Facebook. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week on the next episode that I'm not going to bother looking for the title of right now. Yeah. Oh, it's the most toys. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, hopefully it, I remember to write something for that because it's an episode about <laughs> greed and capitalism. You're gonna fucking hate the guest actor. Oh no! Yeah, it'll be a real change. A real change. Goodbye. Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy!